And we're going to continue the conversation regarding state and uh, the politics here in New York. Right now we have Fred Dicker on the line. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Fred. Well, thank you very much. Greetings from Albany. What the heck is going on up in Albany? Well, I think a lot less than people thought would be going on. The results of the primary on Tuesday has been very disappointing to many Republicans, as you might imagine. The Democrats are pounding their chest, but the bellwether vote in that key uh, congressional race uh, really disappointed a great many um, Republicans. Mark Molinaro uh, should have won it. He lost uh, to Pat Ryan and the implications of that for Lee Zeldin are very serious. Uh, Zeldin's campaign probably, in a way, was hurt more than Mark Molinaro's by the results there, because Zeldin was supposed to look to that Mark Molinaro race as an indication of what was going to happen to his own race. Well, what, as you know, uh, Ed Cox here, Fred, as Hi, you Ed. know, what Pat Ryan did was he ran on abortion. Let's make this a referendum on abortion and drove out uh the uh, a good portion of his base while Mark Molinaro ran on the economic issues the more general uh election issues that uh, didn't get out uh, the uh, his base and that was the difference so is the mistake here that uh, republicans underestimated just how important the abortion issue is to voters not to a general in the general it's going to be different it's going to be the economic issues and crime and abortion ranks very low on what on its impact. Fred Dicker, what do you think? Well, well, a couple of things. One, Mark Molinaro was not a good candidate. He was viewed by many Republicans, and is still viewed by many Republicans, as, as something of a half-committed Republican. Remember, he didn't even vote for Donald Trump the first time around. He's seen by many as a rhino. And secondly, when you are with Mark Molinaro, he kind of leaves you with a feeling that he's wishy-washy. So the Republican base didn't come out. It wasn't just a matter of the abortion issue by itself, but Mark Molinaro was a bad candidate. Let me just also note on Monday, Governor Hochul, in a jaw-dropping statement, said, as you know, if you, if you have the views of a Mark Molinaro or a Lee Zeldin, you should go to Florida. Conservatives or moderates don't belong in New York. Well, in response to that, Lee Zeldin said, I'm going to Molinaro's uh, district, and he did on Monday. I'm going to campaign with him, and the next day, Molinaro loses. I mean, it was a real setback, not just for uh, Mark Molinaro, but for Lee Zeldin. And in the same day, a poll came out from an Albany TV station <clears throat> done by Survey USA, which is a known polling company that gave Hochul a 24-point lead over Lee Zeldin. Now, I don't believe that poll, but it was very damaging, as was the Mark Molinaro race. The critical thing for Republicans in New York, certainly as Ed Cox knows, the former chairman, is to win the governorship. But right now, it's not looking very good. Fred, this is uh, David Patterson. How are you? Hey, Governor. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> so, uh, but in the end, even though everything you said is, I think, spot on, and I don't know that I believe that it's a 24-point lead, but I'd say maybe 10 to 15. I don't know what you think. But the I think that uh, as Democrats, we can really get hyperbolic over one win. I mean, somebody can win a city council race, and all of a sudden, that's the end of uh, uh, you know all these other problems we're having. So, it, there's still a lot to to happen before yeah. November. And Pat Ryan was a good candidate. Was being, I was going to say this was being looked at nationally as a bellwether. It's just not us in New York talking about it. It's being talked about by Larry Sabato. It's being talked about on all the national TV political shows. 
this was a critical race. By the way, it's also a setback for Elise Stefanik, who should have been, you know, using the, the tremendous influence and access to money that she has to help Mark Molinaro. She didn't, by the way, just suffer one defeat, but she suffered an incredible second defeat with the defeat of Carl Palladino out in the Erie County area and Southern Tier area. Good no, point. But that helped save the Republican brand, don't you think, with Palladino going down? Well, Paladino's finished now. You may recall I had some experience with Carl Paladino. <laughs> yeah, yes, years ago. I think they called it the Battle of Bolton Landing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have uh, the lady that's running against uh, AOC. AOC. Tina well, you, you, if you like, you can stay on. Uh, yeah. Right. Tina, her name is Tina Forte. She, Forte means strong. She grew up in the Throgs Neck area of the Bronx and she learned the value of hard work and love of country from her father, who's a Marine Corps veteran. Her mom was an entrepreneur and she knows that through perseverance and hard work, she could achieve the American dream. And now she's running against Alexandria Casio Cortez. Tina Forte, welcome to Cats at Night. Thank you. How are you? We're doing well. So, we, you know, AOC, she's become, I guess, the poster child of everything that's wrong with the Democratic Party. And this is a Democratic city. How do you think you'll be able to overcome that monumentous hurdle being a Republican? Because I'm a boots on the ground type person. I love the people. I go out there. I knock on doors. I go to the freedom rallies. I fight for our kids. I'm a fighter. And I don't just sit behind my computer and tweet things out. I'm I'm out there. I'm out in the streets. I'm, I'm a people person. I own a business. I have grandchildren. I came into this race not because I'm a politician, but because I'm a regular person. And people respect that. Right. You went and viral first that. on social media. Yes. I became viral on social media after I almost died of COVID. <clears throat> you can hear it in my voice. I have a little voice problem today. Um, I almost died of COVID. I was in the hospital. And after that, I just. I just went nuts after that, to be honest. Not like nuts crazy, but I just started letting out how I feel, and I just started ranting, and people liked what I had to say. And then after everything that happened with the power grab in New York with Cuomo and the Blasio acting like the stars that they are, I decided to jump in the race because I've had enough. So, had enough, and a lot of people had enough. So, Miss Forte, this is David Patterson. I wanted to know if, if um, you have... To understand that even though you're running against AOC, which is going to make it a more high-profile race, you're still running in a heavily Democratic district. What are the issues that you want to convince Democrats you would be better able to handle than the current uh, congressperson? Well, I mean, definitely uh, crime, because crime is getting worse and worse. You know, you have woke politicians like AOC. They gave us the no-bail nonsense, letting violent criminals out on the streets. She pushed to cut the police budgets, and she also opposed placing the police on subways. And she actually wrote that in a letter claiming that more police are racist and people are suffering. Minorities are suffering when, in fact, the crime disproportionately affects minorities. She also supports the woke district attorneys who will not prosecute criminals. Safety and crime is a very big issue. I also feel CRT is a big issue. Better schools. I think there should be... School choice. I think we need more freedoms. These politicians have a power grab on us. But the main issue right now affecting the Bronx and the Queens is crime. Out of control. Inflation is out of control. I want to lower taxes because New Yorkers suffer the highest tax burden in America. And they still can't get good government service. 
Let's immediately reverse the funding for the mega size of the IRS and stop them from harassing Americans, hardworking Americans like me who own a business since 1997 in the district. Well, thank I you. I was mad as hell, <laughs> and I'm not going to take this anymore. That's Tina. That's why she's losing her voice. Well, thank you so much, Tina Forte. Thank you for all that you do, and come back anytime. Thank you so much. Sorry, I went on a little rant there. No, no, I okay. love great. it. Oh, great. great. And love thank you. you, Fred Dicker, for uh, coming thank on you and so uh, and giving us the pulse of Albany. Fred Dicker, is it possible right. to take AOC down? I don't think so, at least unless you have $10 million to spend. And I don't think that the very distinguished uh, woman who's making a kind of Herculean effort to run against uh, AOC is going to have that kind of money. Well, isn't that a shame? Well, maybe God will be with her. You never know. You never know. I mean, you never know. If a bartender can become the most powerful congresswoman in the country, you never know. That's well, AOC. Well right? <laughs> Keep it right here. Cats at night. When we come back, we are going to be speaking with Dr. Mark Siegel. Cats at night. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.